Hello, and welcome to the Zero Waste Life Hack Podcast. I am Sophia Ratkovich, your host, and today I will be joined by Michelle Sinclair and our very special guest, Ari Jackson. Hey! Hello! Yay! <laughs> welcome, guys! Of course. Every time. Teach me more. Well, Sophia. Yeah, I think I'm learning too a lot every time I start researching for these episodes. And today we brought Ari because Ari is an amazing producer, content creator um, at BuzzFeed. And I, I saw her videos and literally just the way she was creating them and the way she made it so fun just made me like fall in love with you, Ari, basically. Oh, thank you. <laughs> But the amount of reach and the people, the amount of people that watch them is just like incredible to me. So I thought it was really cool to get her perspective because she's had a lot of feedback and done a lot of research as well. So thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk straws. Yeah, the videos are fun, though. You have some really funny ones that I got into watching. I was Sophia kind of started mentioning you and. I looked at your Instagram and I was, I was like, oh, I'm just going to follow this because this is so good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, more, more. No, let's keep going. No, but really, though, like, um, so, well, let's talk about you really quick. Like, what made you start just producing this type of content or sus- things that are sustainably related? Like, what, what made you start thinking to go that route? Well, first, I like to say I'm also big fans of you two and the podcast. Um, Yeah, but basically, um, I kind of stumbled into it. It was a little random. I was at BuzzFeed for about a year, and I was always, I've always been interested in the environment and trash, but I don't have that background. I went to film school, and I made this one video called I Tried to Not Make trash or I tried to make zero trash for 30 days or no trash I can't remember the exact title but um then after doing that video I started to do my best to live zero waste and from that I became really interested in the environment first through the zero waste lifestyle and then learning about all the myriad issues that are are around our environment and there's so many things that are happening and to care about and so I've done most of my work has been about plastic pollution at BuzzFeed, but I'm also trying to broaden that and do other things that concern the environment. Like I just did a video about palm oil as well. Yes, I like that one. Thank you. You get dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also makes you feel like really gross because you're like, oh, palm oil is kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Sticky. Good oil itself, though, just how it's sourced yeah. is, has problems. Yeah. That will be one episode for sure in yeah. our podcast. So yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're starting to have a lot of fun with this because there's just so many things that we use every single day and we've been using them since we, you know, as far back as we can remember. So to really dive into it and the history of it and why we're using it now and how some of it just doesn't even make sense anymore, I think is really fun. So today... Our topic What's is... What's our topic, Sophia? Straws. 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 Like, I simple. can feel some people rolling their eyes and be like, oh, straws again. Like, I have this debate with so many people who are not on the bandwagon. Oh, I'm telling no. you. You think, like, you get lost in a world where people are like, oh, yeah, we don't need straws. But then there's so many people that I'm coming in with, like, my reusable straw, and they're like, 
making a point of getting a straw and being like, that's ridiculous. I had someone argue to me that um, it's so unsanitary and you don't know if they're actually cleaning their stuff. So like, why would you like, of course you're going to use a straw because you don't know if their cup is dirty. And I'm like, but you're using their forks and knives. Well, and you're <laughs> still you're drinking out of the cup, right? Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. That argument seems a little bit flawed to me. But, you know, what's funny is when this, all, with this uh, whole straw momentum going, people would be like, really? Straws? Like, why not focus on offshore oil drilling? Right. Why that not focus on, too. like, yeah. you know, fuel efficiency for cars? Like, think think about the amount of petroleum that yeah. that's, that's required for that. So it's almost like it tries to get diminished and it's not that important. But it is because it is it like it is something that we use every day and we use so many of them. So it's the stepping stone. Yeah. To other bigger problems. Yeah. I also, sorry, yeah. Go ahead. No worries. <laughs> I also heard people talk about how straws are only like an infinitesimal amount of the trash that's in the ocean and mm-hmm. those fishing nets are larger. Of course. And like I think that's also true true, but I feel like the plas- like the plastic bag, the straw is like a gateway to getting people to understand the larger problem of plastic pollution. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like I feel like environmental groups have focused on it and I've made media about it because it's something that's really it's very oh sorry it's in all of our lives every day and so it's very visible and so it's good to address something that we can all it's a simple change too it's not except if you're disabled that's like another thing right. and yeah I get that if you need a straw you should use a straw totally Totally. Well, so when I was, like, doing the research and, like, trying to figure out, like, when we started using straws, like, obviously we think of, like, with your soda, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it, they've actually been used for, like, thousands and thousands of years. Like, in ancient Mesopotamia, the Sumerians used to use them to drink um, beer. Like, they had these ones that were made out of gold. And it's because Whoa. they used to ferment their, you know, whatever, like, to make beer. And so you get all these clumps and stuff, like, you know, like kombucha and, like... What do you call them? <laughs> Scobies. Scobies. I know I was going to say scabies, and I'm like, what's the, is it Scoobies? <laughs> Something. What is it? Scoby. Scoby. Symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Oh, there you go. Right? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, they used those so that when they drank out of it, they wouldn't have to get all these globs. Um, and then it's funny because they were saying that the ones that they found had these, like, beautiful blue stones on them. And these stones, well, I'll tell you later what the meaning is, but it's like, it's got its whole cool wooey thing. So oh. instead of a pimp cup, it's like your pimp straw? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. That, that's how we could really twist this now, is like getting people bedazzled rhinestone fancy gold straws. Yeah. And you're like, hold on, let me get my straw, and it like comes out of this beautiful velvet case. <laughs> That's kind of how it feels when I bring out, like, my glass jar or something. I'm like, excuse, excuse me. me. Just my stainless steel cup. <laughs> Fill her up. It's, like, super shiny and beautiful. Um, and then even, like, ancient Egyptians, right? So they used them, and they had these long ones so that bugs wouldn't get into their drinks. So mm. the way that things were shaped. So, like, they had a functional purpose. Like, But I feel like that purpose has kind of been lost now because we go to so many restaurants where you get a water, right? And so for me, like, I roll deep. Like, there's four in my crew. When we show up and you get, you know, water or four waters, it's not just one straw. It's four <laughs> for me. So everything is just in multiples. So I'm so hyper aware of it because it's like, that's not necessary. 
honestly, like nobody at this table even uses a straw mm -hmm. in our house. So why would we need it at a restaurant? Like it's yeah. just, it's just the way we use them now. Yeah, it doesn't make sense anymore. But then like more so here in America, right? So um, I also watched this documentary called Straws, which is pretty cool. And a lot of this information is also covered in there. But um, the story goes that in the 1800, <laughs> 1800s, Martin Stone was the gentleman that actually created the paper straws. So before we had plastic straws, we had paper. So we've kind of like now going back to that, right? Like, um, and so they became popular at the time because there were so many diseases. And I guess there was like drinking areas. So people would like leave a cup and like people would use the same cup to drink water. And it like this was pre-water bottle days, right? So like people had their canteen, they'd go fill it up somewhere, but there was just a lot of people getting sick and transmitting diseases. So once he kind of patented and create, created that, like that's how it was sold. It was to prevent people from getting diseases. So you can go order your drink, but you're not sharing the same cup that might not have been washed. All right, let's take a little interlude music break and sponsor break and come back with some facts about straw. Mobile Disco is proud to be an official sponsor of this podcast. At Hoot Mobile Disco, we believe that working towards a zero-waste future is as important as a good tune. That is why we are making playlists of featured artists for each episode. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, visit hootmobiledisco.com, that's H-A-U-T-E, mobiledisco.com, and click on the tag Zero Waste Lifehacker. There you will find our featured playlist for this episode, Themed Straws. February 3rd. Uh, We're going to jump right in. Jumping in. Jumping into the facts. Yeah. And straws. So, like, it's hard to keep up with how many holidays are, right? Like, every day is something. It's like National Donut Day, National Nurse Day, whatever. But February 3rd was National uh, Straw Free Day. Mm. So, something to keep in mind. I feel like in a few years, it's not even going to be a thing anymore. Like, they're just kind of going to be forgotten. <laughs> Like, just straws won't exist anymore, but <laughs> until then, we're going to celebrate it. But I brought Ari to talk about the facts because, like I said, she's really up to date on where we're at now. Um, I'll let you tell us all about um, your trip up to the state capitol um, and just how so much, I guess, access to, like, information has kind of changed our perception, right? Like... I think it was in 20, like, four, four years ago that that video of the turtle with the straw in its nose went viral. Because mm. I think before that, nobody really, like, talked about it. We were talking about plastic bags and expanded polystyrene, but straws wasn't really, like, on people's radar. So I think um, I'm just grateful for that horrific video <laughs> because it kind of galvanized the movement and kind of um, really made clear the damage 
that in like pain that it inflicts in an environment where it doesn't belong essentially but um so yeah Ari tell us about like how many straws we're using now and all that jazz so reportedly we use in the United States about 500 million straws per day which per sounds crazy day. <laughs> that's insane yeah so 500 million straws per day which I think was about 1.7 straws per person. Someone fact check me on that. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy. That's crazy. Because it, it's, oh, last night we were out at dinner. It was crazy. Because it, it's, oh, last night we were out at dinner. It was a table of seven people. Everyone got a water and they put, a pl- they put paper straws in everyone's water. And then people ordered drinks. But in the drinks were the little, two little plastic straws and every cocktail drink so i was like i can see how easily that can add up if you go out to eat a lot in a day or you're a whole family and they're gonna put a straw in every drink so they were putting paper straws in water they were putting paper straws in water but the little plastic ones in the cocktail (laughs) i was like oh they skipped out on that but yeah it can add up i suppose that's crazy for even for paper i'm like i don't think you need to put those in water and they're expensive too like yeah like know. why straws and water and you know i read about the t- the double straws and where that came from so i guess when they used to use them back in the day it was like the rye grass or whatever they were so thin that in order just to get more suction they put two so mm. just because of the size of the straw so it just became like a habit because when they were For first making straws, them they were kind of that two. size how funny yeah so once they started getting manufactured then they started making them bigger and you're able to get more liquid mm size of the cup increases all that stuff what yeah. is the rye straw made out of like a it's, hay yeah so it's oh. like rye itself like that grain or whatever i've been to a couple of uh, cafes that will give you the rye straw now I love it's that. hard because it breaks really easy so where the minute you put it through your top it breaks but yeah but 500 500 million is such a big number yeah in, in america alone we're saying yeah so, mm-hmm. geez which is totally doable. Like, for example, think about kids in, like, juice boxes, right? And then they oh, also get served yeah. a breakfast at school, which mm. is a milk that comes with a straw. And, again, like, there are people that can benefit from using it, right? I guess the bendy straw, when that was created, that was promoted for use in hospitals because people, you know, if they're paraplegic and they're in uncomfortable positions, then you can bend the bend the straw for mm-hmm. them to access it as opposed to having this stiff metal thing or glass thing that they can't even yeah. <laughs> physically reach, you know? So it's had its purpose, but, like, now it's just a habit. Like, mm. when I would help um, at my daughter's school with the lunch in the morning or with the breakfast in the morning, they would put open the milk for the kid and then put a straw, and I'm like, no, teach the kid how to drink properly. <laughs> like, that's why we're here volunteering, like, to help. Like, obviously yeah. the teacher can't do it, but we're here. And so, like... You know, I was the one that felt weird by being like, no, Milanka, you can't have a straw. <laughs> yeah. It just becomes so ubiquitous, and then we don't question the habit. Yeah, yeah. and then you feel weird for opting out of it. So she, I had to give her the straw, and it was just, like, the most horrible thing for me to do. Like, oh, here you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's true. It's true. And, um, like, beach cleanups. You, it's like one of the yeah. top 10 items that we find out wow. there. Yeah, we just went, I just did a video about plogging um, <laughs> where people jog and pick up yes. trash. And we... I came across this on, <laughs> on my little hashtag searching of zero wasting. 
Yeah. So how to make a plug. Can Michelle be in your I, video? What? Oh, I already made plug. it. <laughs> Wait, okay, I guess describe what that is cuz it's jogging and picking up trash. Mm-hmm. It's I have a friend actually that could come on the podcast. She has this yeah. account called Playa Plogging and she we went with her to um near Marina Del Rey and we plugged, but we saw a lot of straws on the beach. And we only jogged for like 30 minutes and a wow. mile's worth and there was each person there was three people doing the plugging they had each picked up about like over 10 straws wow. yeah and it's crazy because i feel like at a certain point you can al- almost like identify where those straws are coming from right so if you see a green one starbucks right mm. or like i remember what was like mcdonald's a red and like red, yellow, yellow. Mm-hmm. right so it's like these companies have done these things to create the sort of like brand association and it's like now i feel like it's almost going to backfire on them right Mm. because we are seeing their product out in places where it doesn't belong out in countries where that restaurant or you know that shop might not even be there but yet it's littering this whole community so Mm. i'm really interested in like following that topic and seeing how we can kind of like hold um corporations accountable right now right because everything comes down to like it's about individual choice and it's about individuals and if you don't want a straw well don't use one but there's really no um like responsibility being put on the people who are creating this demand and this product that we don't really need so well if if we're using 500 million straws a day think about how much are being produced to supply the demand that's like even probably (laughs) way insane crazier number because if that's the daily demand you've got to like i don't know um too much about you know production on that level but you've got it's like you times it by however much in order to supply that on a daily basis well and also people just assume that because it's plastic it gets recycled but it's like it's not getting recycled (laughs) like it's not one of those things that has value it's just used once for a little bit but then takes forever to break up so, yeah, talking to Jessica Aldridge, who is uh, a sustainability, who is a sustainability manager at um, a local trash hauler, and obviously has been on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Episode two recycling. Yeah, <laughs> she was telling me that basically anything under four inches doesn't get recycled because it goes through the recycling machines and it doesn't get caught because it's. Mm-hmm. And it's also no one is going to bother. Recycling is only as valuable as someone who can buy it and turn it into a new thing. And straws aren't valuable in that way. So you use it for a moment and then it gets thrown away and lasts, lasts like a lifetime. Totally. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, too. Well, people say like connecting this to the beach cleanups again, people will be like, well, I don't litter when I go to the beach. Like I put my trash away. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I throw mine in the recycling bin, but it's like, we're still not understanding how all this trash is ending up in the ocean. Again, it's always Mm -hmm. like individual, the individual, but at the beach, you've got seagulls, (laughs) you've got heavy winds that tip over these trash cans, and we've got storm drains, and we've got, you know, too many people and not enough trash cans that are being serviced enough in the city, so um, I think... We just need to think about more like how how it's going to end up once we take it. Like, yes, we have that responsibility, but it's like, just go farther. Like, 
we just need a band. So tell us about the band, Ari. That's what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> tell oh, yeah, us for about sure. what's happening um, in California. Also, to that point, what you just said, Anna Cummings, who was in the plogging video I did, was talking about how how do how do how does plastic even get into the ocean in the first place? And she says that anytime that you're on a street and you see like a garbage can overflowing or any thing in the road like all that stuff marches its way into our watersheds and riverways um, especially if you live on the coast so it is confusing because most of us put our stuff in the trash and the recycle and we're like why is it ending up but anything even when the trash collectors are dumping mm-hmm. their trash any refuse that comes out um, will eventually march its way into the ocean um, yeah so the Bill 1884, um, Assembly Bill 1884, was put forth by Ian Calderon, who is the majority He's leader. <laughs> hey, He's super young. Can yeah. a picture of him and your blog post about this? Yes. I don't know. Like the smile. He's attractive. Emoji yeah. hard eyes. Um, so he is the Assembly Major, or he's the majority leader in the California legislature um and he put forth this legislation called straws upon request so it's only for dine-in restaurants and basically you can still have a straw you just have to ask for one so it's technically not a ban it's more straws upon request which i think is good especially for um non-able-bodied people yeah to have um, the option of still having straws. And also, I feel like the legislation is pretty modest because it doesn't actually really apply to fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. Or takeaway. Yeah, it's only um, dine-in. And I would like to see it expanded to more places, but obviously with fast food, I feel like there's challenges there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a great start. When I interviewed him for the video I did called I Tried to Get 39 Million People to Stop Sucking, um, he was saying that... Oh, he was saying that he grew up surfing, and so he would see firsthand a lot of the plastic pollution. Yes. And was talking about how straws he thought were something that could get people talking about the problem of plastic pollution. Just And so I think another part of his bill was just to raise awareness about plastic pollution. Um, and then I think another point, when I made my first video I did about uh, straws was I tried to get, or I got 100 people to stop sucking, which was I got 100 people in my office to stop using straws for a week. Um, and that was really exciting. And then I did the follow-up where I went to, I interviewed Ian Calderon, and then I went to Sacramento to testify um, on behalf of the bill in support of it. And I also met this really awesome girl named Shelby O'Neill. Yes! Yeah. Yes. And she's this awesome Girl Scout teenager who, I think she was 17 at the time, she got Mm -hmm. Alaska Airlines to stop um, putting straws and citrus picks on their flights. Which was a huge announcement. Like, I remember when that came out and... I mean, it's so inspiring because there's so many young people that, again, like, they're seeing the data, they're seeing all this research, and they're like, uh, why aren't we doing something? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's always, like, the young people that are just stepping up and, like, making this change happen. And I remember, like, back in 2011, there was, like, another little kid, little kid at the time. His name was um, Milo or Milo Cress. And so he was in Vermont, and same thing, just 
asked his local restaurant if restaurants could opt in, right? So if people could just request for the straw, because he's like, people don't automatically want it. So it's nice to request. So it's not taking away a right or anything. It's people choosing in. It's like yeah. the opt-in as opposed to just being the default. And um, he went on CNN and super, super bright kid. But it's like, this was 10 years ago. So this is a movement that's the, been yeah. building and building. But it's really taken individuals in their city starting with the restaurants and the coffee shops that they frequent like it's not the straw manufacturer that we're going after and being like stop making straws they're horrible it's like you stop <laughs> you please right. but it's amazing on that note how like because you guys are in a community where you're all kind of on the same page when you step outside of the community of people that are like on that page you'll be amazed how many people do not care and are like, well, what do you mean not use a straw? Like, it's it's not being taught. Nobody's um, in that community is um, teaching anyone this these facts. You know, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Maybe they don't live near the mo the ocean. You know, so it's maybe like, they live under a rock. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so, Sophia, <laughs> while we're in the facts segment, can you give us the history? Because I'm really excited about the like history you were gonna pull up with the little arc of straws and how they became such a habit in our day-to-day -day life oh i mean it like again it's not something that we just started using we've been using it like even apes have started you know have been known to modify tools and things in their surroundings to be able to extract the juice from a certain fruit or whatever so they've been part of our lives what's the what the problem is how much they are part of our life now and the material that they're made from so if they're made from paper you know if they're made from a piece of wheat or a stalk of hay or whatever it is like that stuff was always like it's around it's easily accessible it's renewable but the fact that we're deriving like petroleum i think is where like i get so passionate and heated about it because we're literally going to wars right or like waging wars to obtain this material which we then use for what <laughs> to right. suck water from possibly not even and just like pull it out like it just makes no sense to me like i get it like we're not going to get rid of plastic completely in this lifetime i don't think you know there's too many things that it's absolutely necessary for like it makes cars lighter and durable and you know we have equipment and beautiful you know just like things but for things like straws, it just doesn't make sense that that's what we're using that resource for. Like, when we can use it to power rockets that can get us to the moon, it's like, why are we using it to, like, celebrate a bachelorette party, you know? <laughs> like, it's just one Wait, of those no things. no more penis straws? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Girl, I speak Let's make a reusable penis straw. Oh, well, like, yeah, I guess if you <laughs> Even then, don't use it once. It's so funny. I've been to parties where they, like they have actually given those, and then it's like nobody even wants to use them. You know what I mean? They're so like, it's like oh. that whole process of like extracting the oil, you know, shipping it, processing it, then taking it to like the factory where it's going to be made into that. Like, it's just so intense for what it's ultimately used for, and to see where it ends up, it's just like, it just boggles my mind. So again, I I just don't understand I why we're too, still like, there. Yeah, I never really thought of it until we started. I started sitting in your co-host seat on the podcast of the, you think of petroleum and all this stuff coming just for cars. 
Mm-hmm. That's the only way we think of it. Oh, now we need electric cars. Oh, now we need that. And I've definitely learned just from sitting here that it's crazy that you, you we don't associate it or like the layman, the zero waste layman like me doesn't associate it with plastic. And they don't put that in the news as well. It's always like, don't drive. Gas is too high. Gas. We're waging war over oil and gas. First drop. Well, you and twist it that way, I guess. Yeah. And then, like, even when you dive into it a little bit deeper, like, you learn how straws are made out of different types of plastic, right? So there's polypropylene and then there's polystyrene, um, number five and number six, right? <laughs> and so, like, those plastics themselves have different qualities. So the polystyrene cracks really easily. So, and it also, um, like, it breaks into smaller pieces really fast and it sinks. So, like, that can become a problem if it enters a marine environment, right? Because it just settles to the bottom of the ocean floor. Whereas, like, polypropylene is, you know, it's better quality, it's more durable, and it doesn't sink. So, I guess it would make it more easy to clean up if it got into the ocean, you know, in a sense or whatever. But they're also lasting a lot longer. So, people in other countries have found ways to make, you know, like, reuse them or upcycle them in a way. Like, even making, like, mats and... Um, bags and stuff like that so I mean it's just about using our ingenuity and like becoming creative and dealing with the problem that we have already but then also just creating a different way of life <laughs> are they extruded from oil the polystyrene polypropylene yeah yeah I mean it's okay. like it's interesting because the research department at BuzzFeed they wouldn't let me say that all plastics are extruded from crude oil oh, I guess yeah, I mean, what else is it going to be made from? I'm not quite... They had said there's, like, different chemical compounds. Yeah, well, um, when I was researching, like, paper straws, for instance, and, like, what are those coated with? I read that in the beginning they were made with the paraffin wax, which is, like, what you would get, right, when you go to, like, the nail salon and stuff. And paraffin is totally dry from oil. So, like, while you are you think that you're getting this, like, natural thing because it's paper, paraffin could be derived from, um, from oil, from coal... And also, what was the other one? I think I wrote it down. Um, whatever. Oil shale. I mean, this is like the byproduct of like same thing, you know, fossil fuel extractions. But then benzene and toluene, like these are like carcinogenic chemicals. And so the mm. fact that we're putting it on something that we consider to be food grade that is used regularly, that is used for years and years, multiple times a day, like we're unconsciously putting all these toxins into our body and we're not even aware of it and it's something as simple as a straw it's different if you're like you know breathing directly at it, like into an exhaust pipe but like a straw you wouldn't think that that's a form of pollution or or chemicals coming into your body but they absolutely are so especially if you're drinking hot liquids oh gosh mm. yeah if it's cold it's totally really get as much of the the chemicals but if you're drinking like a hot liquid through a straw especially also with all the coffee cups they're lined with plastic mm -hmm. which no one realizes which is why you can't recycle them but the that's also you don't want to be drinking hot things out of that's why we all have like bpa in our bloodstream yep <gasps> not so we do it all the time though so we got to wrap up this segment soon but i think sophia has a game for us i want to do something fun really quick okay, okay so straws we're thinking just about like one or two kinds right yeah I want you guys to list as many types of straws as you know. I have 15 that I came up with. Ooh, Do you think okay. you guys Reusable can come up? Reusable 
Or just in terms just of any pen. kind of straw. So well, metal, just, obviously. Yeah, we'll do this quick. We have a timer metal, on. So the hay straw. Wait, let Can Ari go? get. <laughs> okay, go. Ari. So, go Ari. Plastic. Okay, regular plastic. Um, paper. Paper. Metal. Uh, uh, red vine. Yes. <gasps> Glass. Really? Yes. Um, I don't know. Ari. <laughs> uh. Bamboo. Yes. Oh, bamboo. Um, there's one that's like disintegrates. It's like made out of well, seaweed. I, lolly straw. There's some. I don't know. Or so like an of. edible straw. Yeah, edible straw. I guess that's red vine. Okay. Oh, I'm lost. I think I'm done. The mate straws. Mate. Okay. I don't have any. I can't think anymore. What about crazy straws? Oh, crazy straws. Yeah. Crazy straw. Those are reusable. Bendy straws. Bendy straws. Um, boba, boba straws. straws. Boba <laughs> straws. Yep. Yeah, that's a thing. Totally. PLA. So like polylactic acid, the compostable ones. So yeah. those aren't technically plastic. Those are not derived from fossil fuels, derived from plants. Um, but still, my pimp not straw recyclable. that has a rhinestone on it. Pimp straw, <laughs> definitely. Um, what about the ones for like ices with the spoon at the end? Ooh. So like that's got oh. its own specific Root functionality. Root beer float straw. What is that one? I don't know. The one that has the spoon at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Color-changing straws? Damn. Never those seen. are probably We're hella old. toxic. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, those are from, like... <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Those were popular. Um, I think that's it. Mm. Paper? We said paper. Mm-hmm. That's it. I like it. That's a lot. So that's a lot of straws. But see, you make it straws fun, it's never going to go away. Yeah, so like well, I, I saw this vintage ad and it was like, get your kids to drink more more milk and orange juice with these fun straws. So it's like a way yeah, to promote health, fun. right? So like more access to calcium or like needed nutrients if they have this device. So, I mean, it's like, that's just crazy. <laughs> Amazing. Well, let's move on to the next segment after this break. Well, we'll get into some easy life hacks on how to not make it fun. We'll make it fun what? to not use it. How yes. Okay. I mean, it's so simple, Take right? Take out, Ian. If you be my bodyguard, I can be a long-lost path. I can call you Betty and Betty when you call me, you can call me out. So when we talk about this big problem with straws, the solution is actually really simple. And it starts, I think, with, um, I think Ari put it best here with her little request. No straw, please. <laughs> it's no so straw, simple. Please. And how many times are you still going to get a straw, even though you still. say it, right? Oh, yeah. You have to do it when you order, too. Even with water. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're at a restaurant. Like, Can I have a water with no straw? Yeah. Sometimes you still get it. But, you know, you try. You give them the evil eye and then just say, like, your tip depends on it. You know? <laughs> ah, wow. <laughs> I mean, but hopefully, at least with dining restaurants in California, that won't be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yes. Slow implementation period there. So, easy. Easy life hack number easy. one. Just say no. But even, yeah, so say no, but then you travel a lot. There's places outside of California, maybe, you know, some exemptions. 
if there's a place that you frequent a lot, if your friend owns a restaurant, if there's a place that you've been going to your whole life, talk to the manager. Like, it might be something that they not, they're not even aware of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't seen the sea turtle <laughs> video, but then they think about how that's an expense that they actually could do without, and it might make them popular, you know, or right. um, it might be something that their clients want. They don't know. They're more worried about the operations and, mm. you know, this other part of their job, so... I think we have that responsibility to also communicate what we want or what we expect from an establishment that we're supporting with our dollars, really. Um, and then, Ari, um, you and I recently went to a little get-together um, with one of our colleagues who's starting a petition to help um, or to ask places like Grubhub, Uber Eats. Like, such a simple suggestion, like... If you are placing a to-go order on Grubhub or Uber Eats, there should be an area where you can mark off Yes. no utensils or no yes. straws. Like, yes. It's just, it's an automatic. So again, getting people out of that habit yes. of just doing it and having them stop and think like, is it necessary? Do they need it? Is it wanted? Am I? <laughs> yeah. Especially if people are getting it delivered to their home where they already have utensils mm-hmm. and maybe reusable straws. Yeah. Maybe. So so <laughs> I would say that your second hack would be to kind of involve your community, involve the places you frequent and kind of spread, break the habit, mm-hmm. not just with yourself, but with the the establishments around you. Yeah. And if you really like using straws, sometimes I like it. It's good for an Arnold Palmer, so you can mix the two flavors. <laughs> um Bring your own. There's so many different Number kinds of there. Bring your own. I mean, I think like I know I carry a lot of things. I'm like Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh my gosh! Got the reusable yeah. water bottle, the utensils, um, little grocery bag. But the straw, it fits right in with whatever utensil kit you've already got. Like more than likely. And if not, I'd be happy to like help you modify it. <laughs> but like, it but already I've, fits in I've there. I've started carrying straws as my little like first effort with it all like to say no and then carry my own straw and I was like really excited when I bought my first little metal pack with the cleaning utensil but now I'm the same as you where I go out with a group of kids like my two kids and so there's three of us sometimes four of us and they love having their own metal straw they they love it so like now their habit has already changed because they literally if we go out it's like did you bring the straw and if i didn't bring it i'm like in so much trouble because <laughs> oh. they want to use their own straw and it's, it feels good so there you go breaking they get habit. it breaking the habit for the young ones too so taking it one step farther from just asking a restaurant that you frequent mm. would be doing what audrey uh, <laughs> doing what ari did um here which is actually contacting your local lawmaker right your assembly member and there's a few ways we could do it so yeah how easy is it actually because i think most people some people make it sound so easy and then you go to do it and you're like i don't know and people will just not do it anymore tell us how easy it is how easy is it it's easy (laughs) you can google who your um representatives are and then you can literally call their office or email them and if you want to even go a step farther you can do a public comment at your city or state legislature. Mm. I mean, a call will take, how long do you think, Ari? Probably a minute. Not even. I, like, if they answer right away, it's... 
And what, what do so you say? Easy. What's your like tag? What's your tag? Like if you can get on the phone, what what's do you, a is there someone script? you're looking for in particular? Or you just call up that lawmaker and you're just like ask for what, what would you say that we would ask? I think you could say, hi, I am so-and-so and I'm represented by your office. I'd like to know if you're, if, I'd like to know if you are planning to introduce any legislation to curb single-use plastics, mm. specifically straws. Yeah. Can we quote you on that? And also if there's already, and that also if there's already um, legislation in motion, like for Ian Calderon's bill, um, it was very helpful to have people support it um, and contact their representative either through phone or email and how much of a difference that made. Because I feel like I live in California. Everyone in the majority is pretty liberal. Like, what difference can it really make if, like, I call as well? But he said, no, it actually makes a really big difference because mm -hmm. people who are on the fence about certain policies, or they, if they see that people are showing up for this bill, then they're more likely to vote in favor of it. So it does make a difference, mm -hmm. which was the coolest thing about meeting him because I always would be like, oh, whatever. Everyone thinks the same in California. Essentially, obviously, there's like some um, conservative strongholds, but calling a local and like the other thing, too, is like the fact that you're breaking habits and people are making it look cool. So like social media, I think, has really helped to make straws like this thing because all the people that are like no straws and this and that it's like super cool to like a younger group of kids and that's the fun aspect making it fun to not have straws instead and like have your own straw and all totally yeah and i mean even like the title right like to stop sucking it's like oh i like that i mean there could stop. be like a, a hor you know that kind of implication but it's also like oh like don't suck like don't do something bad like it all it has a negative connotation already it's almost like uncool right mm. kind of in the way that like smoking cigarettes is in a way becoming uncool <laughs> like i mean in the sense that it's just it is i mean i remember i remember when smoking cigarettes was cool like and it was something that you try to do and it makes you feel cool with your friends but now it's like ooh, no that's nasty so i feel like straws are kind of becoming that same way like once you know better it's really not that cool to use it anymore. Yeah. The stop sucking came from Lonely Whale, which is a foundation mm -hmm. I worked with for the first two videos. And I titled both of my videos Stop Sucking, which I sort of regret now because I was like completely ignorant about the um, just being able-bodied about like the disabled community, mm. like needing those straws. And now I'm like, I probably wouldn't have titled my videos that, uh, that anymore. Um, but then also I'd like to plug um, Alice Wong has an essay on Eater. Um, she's an activist and in the disabled community. And she has an essay about like why people need straws sometimes. And I think the biggest takeaway for me was like, oh, just people should just believe disabled people because I think a lot of times they get suggestions like, oh, well, you can bring a reusable straw mm, mm. or, you know, you can just use um, this straw, but then sometimes they provide, they pose a lot of different health risks. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the metal straw can hurt yep. and things like that. Um, so just, like, believe people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But also um, there's a few straws, this company called Final Straw, um, or the last straw? What is it? 
the one Maybe that's the, the collapsible straw? one. Oh yeah, I think it's Final Straw. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I I did a video with this company called Final Straw, and that straw has a gummy lip, and they said that they've actually gotten a lot of good feedback from the disabled community because um, it's a reusable straw that has. Uh, a gummy lip but also there's like the extra labor of like having to clean the straw yeah. which not everyone can do well we've got to rack up, wrap up this segment and do a quick sponsor break we'll be back after this musical interview Life Hack Podcast listener. Did you know that we have a hashtag you can follow? Yep, you can follow along, share your life hacks, and we'll share ours. Look for the hashtag Zero Waste Life Hacker and become a part of the community. For more information and solutions, go to www.zerowasteco.com. you where can we keep following you where can we watch all your videos and i'm on instagram and twitter at ari jackson that's a-u-r-i jackson and then you can also look at my website which is arijackson.com yeah and can i just share one little quote that i love please because every time i see this i obviously did not come up with it but every time i see it on social media it really um like inspires me to like just keep working on these little issues and keep bringing this awareness because we are all connected. We're all on this planet together. We've got to figure this out. Um, And it's, again, this idea about, like, how one small thing might not be that impactful. But when it comes to straws, you know, it's just one straw, says six billion people. Right. Right? Like, it's just, if we all can just do one little thing, change one little habit, know that it does make a difference because other people are looking to you and they're being inspired and we can totally just transform the future on this planet if we just believe that one small action does make a difference yeah thank you one just one straw says six billion people i like that quote um on that note thank you for listening We'd like to thank the listeners and also our Patreon backers. If you'd like to support the podcast and any future episodes that we have coming up, go to Patreon and back us at any level. We have some cool gifts for Patreon backers from our sponsors. We also have cool things like picking up trash in your name or organizing a beach cleanup. Yep, Sophia can do that <laughs> with zerowasteco.com. Follow Sophia at Zero Waste Co. or Hot Mobile Disco for music. And join us next time on the Zero Waste Life Hacks podcast. Oh, don't forget, we're building a community online through a hashtag. Hashtag Zero Waste Life Hacker. Share your life hacks with us. 
and we'll talk Ooh. about it on the uh, podcast next time. Zero Waste Life Hacker! For life! <laughs>